We head to the home stretch in quarter number four on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome back to the Keystone Kickoff Show. It is quarter number four. I'm Jim Galante. And we welcome in our really good friend, Jeff Brown, to talk some Woo-hoo! Penn State hoops. <laughs> Jeff, it's great to have you on again, my friend. It has been a long time. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. It's been way too long. See, I was just waiting for this team to make the tournament. Yeah. And I had to wait a couple years for that. I understand that, but that's all right. It was well worth the wait. So now we're here and Texas A&M is in big trouble. They are. Let's enjoy it. Let's let's start with this. Just a quick look back at this team this season, Jeff. I can't tell you how many times I gave up on them, okay? And I'm the the Fairweather fan, maybe not quite like you. I mean, what did they do? They lost like four or five in a row in early February. They, They lose that big lead against Rutgers. I figured that is it. It's the end. Yeah. Even when this team was down against Purdue, they managed to make a game of it, and they were right there at the very end. They do not stop fighting ever, do they? No, they don't. And, of course, that's right a direct reflection of Michael Shrewsbury. But now, see, unlike you, at the beginning of the season, I said this is a tournament team. And I stuck with it all year. I, I kind of wavered the Rutgers game, kind of made me a little crazy there, i got to admit, like any other fan. but. I I always thought they had it in them. I just thought, ew, they're going to have to really go deep into the Big Tens in order to get to the tournament. But I always thought they'd be there. I don't know why. I, I can't give you a, a definitive reason, but I just always had the feeling about this team that they were going to do something special this year. All season, the Big Ten was a crazy conference. Oh, yeah. And I found it interesting at the end of the year, if you look at the standings at the end of the regular season, Purdue is there several games ahead of everybody. But from second place to 11th place, yeah. it was about you either had eight losses, nine losses, or 10 losses. And that was about you're describing about eight different teams in the conference. It was easy to leapfrog just to get on a, a hot streak. And, and Penn State showed this that you get on a streak and all of a sudden you go from nowhere to somewhere. Well, let's talk about then this seeding. I found it interesting and want to get your take on it, Jeff. Comparing themselves to the other Big Ten teams, I thought what they did in the Big Ten Conference Tournament should have jumped them up in the pecking order. And I, agree. I went and looked, just checking into it. Maryland seeded eighth, Michigan State seventh, Iowa eighth, Illinois ninth, and of course, Northwestern seventh. And Penn State's got a number 10 seed. Penn State's the only one of that group that won three games in the tournament, got mm-hmm. to the conference championship games, and I think their 22 wins overall is more than any of those teams. And let's let's take it, let's narrow it down to Illinois. You beat Illinois three times this year, yet they've got a higher seeding than you do? How does that work? I, I don't understand it. I was hoping you would explain it to me. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to, except I, and and I'm going to sound like I've got my blue and white tinfoil hat on, but I just think it's a a thing of, they have rarely been there before. Penn State's not a basketball school. 
yada, 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 easy to overlook them. I mean, you know, Illinois, Maryland, uh, teams like that, you say, okay, they've been there before. They're more experienced as far as the NCAA tournament is concerned. You're going to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's the only way I can explain it is Penn State's a newcomer, and maybe some people look at them as a fluke. Well, I think you and I know better having watched this team. Oh, and yeah. We were chatting just a little bit uh, prior to starting recording. And I'll tell you what, if I'm another team in this tournament, I don't want to see Penn State play. No. It, it's such a unique set of skills that they have. With Jalen Pickett, your point guard is your post presence. Mm-hmm. You surround him with four sharpshooters. That's t- going to be tough for people to cover, isn't it? It is. When you, when you get Pickett going down low, and then he can dish. And, and I think we saw this the last three or four games of the year where he was not putting up big point totals, but he was getting great assist totals. And if Penn State can hit, and that's a huge if, you live by the three, you die by the three. But if Penn State can hit from the outside, then you've got Pickett, and 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 he is is driving to the hoop, and he's collapsing the defense and then kicking it back out to somebody who can nail a three. Now, if you stay with those guys, then Pickett all of a sudden has, pardon the pun, easy pickings as far as, as short jumper, short turnaround fadeaways uh, for two points. So it is. It's very, very difficult to, to guard Penn State. My concern is always... When we saw it with Purdue, we saw it three times with Purdue. They have the presence of a big man in the middle. Right. And that hurts Penn State both both ends of the court. Penn yeah. State doesn't have the big guy to stop someone like Zach Eady. And on the other end of the court, you, just Zach Eady's presence affects Jalen Pickett. Yeah. Does Texas A&M have anything like that on their team? No, from what I understand, they do not have a dominant big man. Let's put it that way. And the only other thing I really know about them right now is they're not sharpshooters. So, you know, they like to grind it out and and they play great defense and they try to keep the other team from scoring. But Penn State's not going to have to worry about a Zach Eady in the first round game. What they've got to worry about is the ability to shoot. And I think you saw in um, probably the Northwestern game and the Purdue game, their legs were starting to go. They were leaving a lot of shots at the front end of the rim. Um, You know, they were on target, but they were short. And so they're going to have time now to rest and get those legs back underneath them. But if they would go any length into the tournament, all of a sudden you got to start worrying about that again because that's what their offense is predicated on is shooting three-pointers. Michael Micah Shrewsbury has said all year long that he'd rather go for the threes than the twos. And that's a great, great strategy when it works. But when they're not falling, whew, you're in trouble. But it's also a great strategy when you have people like Andrew Funk and Seth mm-hmm. Lundy and even if they aren't hitting for a while, boy, it doesn't take long. They <laughs> heat up one of them, and next thing you know, there's three or four threes in a row, and they just made up nine points. And you throw in Miles Dredd and Cameron Winter, who really doesn't do a lot of, of three-point shooting, 
but he does a lot of mid-range, and he's deadly from mid-range. He's been deadly the last three or four games. So it's it's a great combination, and like we said before, very, very difficult to defend against. Um, you just have to be able to make Texas A&M respect the threes. And I'll tell you what I saw too, Jeff, and I wanted to get your take on this. Some of the freshmen, you know, you have Kebajai who just gives you a presence inside. Right. Between him and Michael Hen, okay, there's 10 fouls you have to give. <laughs> but the rest of the crew, we talked about it earlier. It's Pickett backing someone down. It's the sharpshooters around. But I thought Kanye Cleary, Clary added a new dimension to this team late in the season. Oh, he is so fast. I mean, just he's so quick. Nobody can keep up with him. And it's it's nice because he again, you put him in the ball game and all of a sudden he loosens up that defense a little bit. They can't just lay back. They can't collapse on Jalen. Uh, you know, if you've got Clary handling the ball, he's he forces um the other team to respect his speed. And the kid's fearless. I mean, I can't wait to see him next year now that he's got a whole season of Big Ten experience under his belt. He's really going to be fun to watch the next three. And, and, and Evan Mahaffey and, you know, Calvin Booth's kid who's coming in. I think Penn State's got some success in the future as well. This won't be their last NCAAs in a while. So is Seth Lundy coming back next year, Jeff? Great question. That is a great question. Um you know, I was just talking to somebody, and they said, you know, the way he played in the Big Ten tournament, so you know, if, if not a pro team, a European team may throw some bucks at him um, to play. So I don't know, but he may go the Jalen Pickett route. Everybody was surprised when Jalen Pickett decided to stick around. And maybe Seth Lundy looks at, at what happened with Jalen and says, wouldn't be a bad idea for me to be here either. So wouldn't that be great? Just Oh, my goodness. How about, hey, Seth, we'll build the offense around you next exactly. year. But speaking of which, uh, as long as I'm asking about coming back next year, is Micah Shrewsbury going to be the one <laughs> lobbying Seth Lundy to come back? Or is he going to be out in South Bend or at Georgetown? Or at Georgetown. From what I hear, the Georgetown's going to throw a lot of money at him. Um I would like to say that he's going to be here. I, I would like to say he has kind of fallen in love with the place and the program and the, and the kids and that. Um, and uh, Pat Kraft has said he's going to do whatever it takes to keep Michael Shrewsbury at Penn State. So I'm, I'm going to rely on Pat Kraft and say, okay, I'll, you, it's, if you say you're going to keep him here, keep him here because there's no, 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 no diminishing what he has done and the impact he's had. And I believe in this last three or four weeks, I just in talking to my fellow Penn Staters, I've heard Penn State basketball talk for the first time ever from some of these folks, yeah. which is great to hear. So let's talk about it going forward, Jeff. What can we expect from this team in the tournament? Give me your prediction. How far are we going to see this team go? Oh, I, you know, I, I love these guys to death. I just don't think they can get any farther than the Sweet 16, but I do think they'll get there. I, I, I will make them a Sweet 16 team this year, but I, I don't think they can get past that. Oh, my goodness. You heard it here first. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> when Penn State starts hitting that Sweet 16, yep. Jeff Brown called that. But you know what, Jeff? 
I'm not going to go as far as you and predict Sweet 16, but why not? I yeah. can see them. I'm not scared of very many teams in this tournament. You know, It was obvious Purdue was the better team than Penn State throughout this season. But was there another team in the Big Ten that you really thought was better than Penn State? No, no, not at all. And this team plays defense and offense. So they're scary. But I will throw one little fun fact at you, Jimby, before we go. Only four points were scored yesterday by guys we know are coming back next season. That we know are coming back. Yeah. All right, Jeff. <laughs> Unfortunately, we got to wrap it up. I'll tell you what. Whether they make the Sweet 16 or not, how about we do this again next week and wrap up that first weekend at the tournament? Let's do it. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jeff, for being on. And thank you all for listening. Make sure you join us next time on the Keystone Kickoff Show. Hey, guys. This is Andrew from 409 Tailgate Club, here to talk to you about our new coffee barbecue dry rub set. Over the years, we've developed some great tailgate sauces and barbecue dry rubs, but our new coffee rubs are totally unique spice blends, low in sodium, and feature Happy Valley's finest coffee, W.C. Clark's, roasted right in the cheese shop in downtown State College. So head on over to 409tailgateclub.com, grab yourself some coffee rubs, and remember, always tailgate with honor. We are. Hi, this is Dustin Hawkinsmith from the Keystone Sports Network. For the best Penn State football analysis and commentary, go to keystonesportsnetwork.com. The rest of the KSN team and I will bring you game reviews, player evaluation, recruiting news, and plenty more. You may even hear directly from some of your favorite recruits. That's keystonesportsnetwork.com. You can also take Keystone Sports Network with you. Go to your app store and download Keystone Sports for your mobile device. For Penn State football news 52 weeks a year, count on the Keystone Sports Network.